Looking for a new high-end mascara without breaking the bank? The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara gives you a high-end lash look in a premium gold luxe packaging. It's all about panoramic volume and fully fanned out lashes. With its tapered brush, the new Panorama Mascara catches every single lash, giving you the false lash look without any of the hassle. Say goodbye to clumps and flakes, because this mascara is specially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24-hour wear. And the best part? It performs better than Lux mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. What does it mean to be Black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as Black experiences, you'll hear... It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast. I feel like everyone right now listening is just grabbing a tape measure and just like I, I don't know. I, I want to go, but I have to keep talking to you. I, I'm like want to grab my measure. <laughs> like I'm Listen. shocked. I've made it this far in life not knowing my pit to pit, and now I'm. It's the you've just unlocked the key to the perfect T-shirt fit. Right. I mean, and and so now when even you're buying a new t-shirt, if you're in a store and you're like, I really don't want to try this on. If you have a tape measure with you, you can just measure it and you'll know whether or not it's going to fit you perfectly. I am literally blown away. I can't. <laughs> Everyone's got their thing. Oh my gosh, what's that sound? It's the sound of your heart racing because it's time for another Fanatics podcast with me, one of your hosts, David Magadoff, and our other host, Claire Kramer. Hello, David. Hello, Claire. Happy day to you. Happy day to you. Happy David Day. Oh. Is it David Day? I'll take it. We had a wonderful (laughs) conversation uh, on David Day, apparently, with... Someone that you'll know from from your life, my friends, from my life especially, Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World. She's hosted like a zillion TV shows on the Style Network. She's doing a game show right now called Scorantine. Check her out on her Instagram. Yes, we're talking about Danielle Fischel Carp, who, as you might know and fondly know, and I know, Topanga from Boy yes, Meets Topanga World. from Boy Meets World. And I mean, she's such, first of all, I was so happy when she agreed to come on the show because she's just such an iconic, you know, person from, from the 90s. And just really, I mean, those were the days when there weren't 10 million distribution platforms and a bunch of different channels to watch. And you had three choices of what you watched every night. And Topanga was in your living room every Friday night for years. I grew up with Boy Meets World. That was like my age. That was everything. And of course, as you know, we're not going to talk about any of this with her, but we, (laughs) oh, we didn't even tell you what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about vintage t-shirts with her, okay? Because that's what she's really into. But right now we're really into Topanga because I grew up watching that show all the time. Like that was just what was on. It was the reruns. I grew up with the family and they grew up together. They were like high school. I mean, they've got kids now and I was Ben Savage. Like he was literally my, he was my, my celebrity doppelganger. Yeah. You know? no, I, I mean, in that relationship too, between Ben and Danielle as the characters, you know, was so iconic. That was the first time that really young love was shown on television where it was like, Oh, 
it doesn't have to be all like angst and Claire Danes and, you know, like ah, it can be like wonderful and, and nurturing and caring. And so when they came out with Girl Meets World, it was just like everything came full circle for me, David. It all came together. All the kids and everything and that they stayed together and, you know, seeing them as parents is such a sweet thing. We're doing that all with all these shows right now. But if I remember correctly, and please just correct me on social media, people, if I'm wrong. Wasn't there like a really big deal about them having sex? I think there was. I think there was a big storyline. Either I'm making it up. We're like Topanga and Corey having sex for the first time. I think that was like a big tackling issue. And I just remember, you know, like every every show has their issues. Saved by the Bell had the, you know. The caffeine pills. The caffeine issue. pills. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I think Boy Meets World's big issue they wanted to tackle was I think sex. I could be totally wrong. You could Maybe just be I putting a just, mirror up in front of yourself and projecting that. I could. Right. I have to Google this when we're done. I probably should have looked this up, but I think it was. I think it was a big deal. Like they they tackled like teen sex, I think. I don't know. I, I, I mean, to be honest, I knew, obviously I knew of the show, but around right when the show ended, I did a show with Will Friedel where I played his girlfriend. And so that's how I sort of got to know all the Boy Meets World cast. So I know them a little bit better personally than I know the material on the show. So you're gonna have to answer that own, like, <laughs> you know, sex question on your own, David. <laughs> That's how I answered most of those questions on I, my own. I get it. I mean, we'll stop that joke right here, but I, <laughs> I do get it. But you know what? This episode was really cool. First of all, I'm in love with vintage t-shirts now, and I'll we can talk about that at the end. But second of all, it all came full circle, you know, not just like Boy Meets World, Girl Meets World, but talking about something from the 90s where we really grew up in that, you know, era and generation was really... I don't know, special and somewhat emotional for me. It was really interesting. All right, everyone, get in your time machine. We're going into the vintage 90s. Woo! I am super stoked to talk about what you're a fanatic about. It is vintage, throwback, 90s, T-shirts, Disney shirts, rock band shirts, but vintage shirts. And it's just such a unique passion. Why vintage shirts? Well, listen, it is a new obsession of mine, but I, like with everything I do, have fully thrown myself in all the way. So I went from having a couple vintage t-shirts to now having over 20 vintage t-shirts. I probably need to slow my roll a bit. But my husband is very into all things pop culture. And he stumbled upon this guy on Instagram who had started hosting a virtual flea market. And his name is Chris Fernandez. And so he started hosting this virtual flea market during the pandemic. And Jensen started telling me about people that were putting their shirts up. And at first I was like, this doesn't sound very interesting. And then he was like, whoa, look at this shirt. And it was like a cool 90s hip hop shirt. And I was like, wait, that's awesome. So then I'm signing on to Instagram and you're able to bid. And I remember when eBay first came out, I was like an early adopter of eBay. And that thrill of like winning a bid on something something, now you can do it live on Instagram. And it's like, it's just become my obsession. So especially 90s nostalgia tees. Okay. So what exactly, if you had to define 90s nostalgia tee, what it's not just like the, you know, what is it? The hefty brand or the hefty, what is, what is, oh. 
Yeah. Listen, once you get into this world, you'll learn all kinds of things. There are all kinds of like, what is the tag? Was it a bootleg? Is it an original? Like, was it from a Disneyland park or was it from a, you know, a Disney promotional movie t-shirt? 90s t-shirts had single stitching on the, at the bottom and on the sleeve. And so they call that like single stitch. That's how you know it's an authentic 90s tee because something that's in the early aughts or more recent would have had double stitch, double trouble, they call it when you're cool and hip. I'm not, but I'm just letting people know. <laughs> Wait, double trouble means it's a fake. It means Dub- it's a, ca- it's means a counterfeit. It's, it's, it's not that it's a counterfeit. It just means it's a newer t-shirt. So like say somebody's like, this shirt is double stitch, which means it's probably not 90s. It's probably from 2004 or 2008. But if they are like really trying to show you that something's legit, they'll say it's single stitch. It's on the, you know, the Hanes tee, like anything on a Gildan Right. is something newer. Like that's obviously, that's not from the 90s. They weren't around in the 90s. And that shirt also will uh, just scrape your back too. Any Gildan <laughs> like, like t-shirt is literally made of sand. <laughs> it's it's sandpaper and exactly. cloth. Exactly. It's approximately like 90% an sandpaper. inch and a half thick. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your first shirt? Like what was the gateway for you? Because I feel like it always has to start with one before it gets to two. You're right. That is exactly what happened. I found a... 90s Mickey Mouse t-shirt and it was yellow and you found it wait would just define find it like you were looking for it or is someone like bought it for you I was scrolling the vintage t-shirt Instagram world and Mm -hmm. someone had posted a picture of it and it was really cute because it's a front and back logo where it's Mickey Mouse on the front and then it's Mickey Mouse from behind on the back so you see his cute cute it's so cute and it's yellow. And when I first started looking at t-shirts, I was like, I'm only going to buy colors that aren't, that I don't already have. Like I didn't want another black t-shirt. I wanted, so this bright yellow Mickey Mouse across it. And the other thing you'll learn is you want to measure your favorite t-shirt at home from pit to pit, armpit to armpit, and then pit pit to pit, and then collar, you know, collar to the the bottom. And that's your, whatever that measurement is, that's your perfect, perfect t-shirt size. And so anytime you're shopping for vintage t-shirts, they'll tell you the pit to pit measurements and the length. And that's how, you know, is it a standard small? Is it a standard medium? Is it more like a men's medium? Like, and you'll just learn, like, I know for me, my absolute smallest I can go t-shirt wise is like 17 inches pit to pit. And the biggest I want to go is 21, anywhere from 17 to 21. But truthfully, 19 is like my sweet sweet spot. spot. (laughs) I feel like everyone right now listening is just grabbing a tape measure and like, I I don't know. I I want to go, but I have to keep talking to you. I'm like, want to grab my measure. (laughs) Like I'm shocked. I've made it this far in life, not knowing my pit to pit. And now I'm, it's the, you've just unlocked the key to the perfect t-shirt fit. Right. And and so now when even you're buying a new t-shirt, if you're in a store and you're like, I really don't want to try this on. If you have a tape measure with you, you can just measure it and you'll know whether or not it's going to fit you perfectly. I am literally blown away. I can't. Claire, you're going to go home all your kids and you're just going to, you're going to measure all your children when you get home. (laughs) And they're going to be like, stop touching me, mom. If I learn nothing else in life, it is this pit to pit measurement that is going to enable me to find t-shirts that fit. The perfect t-shirt size. Because no one's shopping in stores anymore. No one goes to like the Gap to try shirts on anymore. Everything is online. So it's exactly right. And especially if you're looking for like one of the things I love about vintage tees is that obviously it's great for the environment. Like you're not, you know, buying something new. It's already something that exists. It's sustainable. So I love that aspect of it. And if somebody hasn't posted the measurements, it's perfectly acceptable. They want you to just send a message. Hey, can I get the measurements pit to pit and collar to the bottom? And, and then you'll know. So 
this Mickey Mouse short tee that I saw happened to be my sweet spot. It was 19 inches and it was the right length. And I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to do it? Am I going to buy my first tee? And my husband is very, is like a really good negotiator. And he was like, what are they offering it for? And I don't even remember what the price was, but he was like, so tell, offer them this. And I said, I can't, I can't do that. They've been very clear about what the price is. I'm, I'm just going to pay the price. And Jen's like, you're supposed to negotiate. You have to. And I said, I can't when I'm using my name. It's going to seem really cheap of me. Like you know, Danielle Fischel with a blue check mark next to her name. Sure, you're asking for 25, but would you take 20? I'm like, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just going to pay the $25. <laughs> that is, okay. So, so this is, so the Mickey Mouse t-shirt arrives yeah. and it described to me the un, the unboxing or the unenveloping and the, and the putting on of the shirt. Well, I, it was very exciting. I got a notification because they sent everything with tracking. So I got a notification that it had been delivered. I was so excited to get home. I pulled it out. I Jensen was there with me. I was like, look at my tea. And I measured it before I even put it on. I just wanted to make sure that it was the measurements that I had read that it was. And then I went upstairs and tried it on and it was it was perfect. I washed it. And then I wore it the next day. And uh, I think I've worn it like two or three times since then. And I've only had it for a little over a month. And you said you got like 20 of these now. I do. I have 20 of them. I have a fantastic, I've now broken the idea of not having a black t-shirt. Like I, I bought a black and sync t-shirt. Mm. It's amazing. I have a, a really pretty blue MC Light shirt. MC Light is a fantastic rapper from the from the 90s. Um, I, have a, I have a really cool, I bought a sweatshirt, a really cool little mermaid sweatshirt that's like a royal blue color. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I have, I have a red Mickey. I have a, quite a few Disney pieces. Disney is big in the virtual like vintage t-shirt market. Do they still hold well? I mean, they really do. I bought one that I was a little disappointed in. It's a it's a sweatshirt. It's a Winnie the Pooh sweatshirt, and it's so cute. the 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 front graphic is adorable. It's very big, which I like. But the I mean, it's like straight out of nineteen eighty something. The sleeves are like this this big. It's just, and I was like. Okay, and it's kind of a cropped sweatshirt, and then the sleeves are massive. And I was like, I don't think I look acceptable in this in this sweatshirt. And because it's vintage, I don't really want to alter it, even though I probably really should just alter it because then I'll get more enjoyment out of it. But I kind of feel like that's blasphemy. So I don't know. I'm just sitting on it right now. <laughs> so so even though this is a new sort of discovery, the the vintage t-shirt, sweatshirt world for you, it sounds like you're massive, massive, you know, you're massively into it. So on a scale of one to 10, what would you say is your level of, you know, fanatic about vintage t-shirts? I would say currently I am at about an eight. Mm -hmm. I would I would like to feel more comfortable around a five or a six. I think I need to tone it down a little bit, but I could also see that there may be a ramping up to a solid ten before I really before I really go down to a five. Before I'm there's just, an intervention. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. I could well, really see how this could be turned up a notch. Well, it sounds like it's it's one of those things because people would probably hear it and go, well. I mean, she isn't. It's not like she's got like two hundred of those shirts or anything. But it's the same. At the same time, it's probably as we're talking a little difficult to find. It's it's the type of shirt you want, the type of interest that you like, the right size, mm -hmm. you know, and that it had to hold. Like it doesn't have holes in it. It's not like completely ruined, you know. So it kind of makes sense that that 
it's a little a bit of a, a hard find. It probably feels like a real gem each time you find one, huh? It does. And actually, you want to know the best gem feeling, that little mermaid sweatshirt I told you I bought. I was watching an Instagram live where somebody was auctioning the piece off. And so you, I was placing bids. So the person was like $80 and it had to go up in increments of 10. So I was like $90. They went to $100 and I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to do it? Am I going to spend more than $100 on a Little Mermaid sweatshirt? And I was like, I am $110. They went to $120. We got up to $150 and Jensen looked at me and he said, Danielle, stop. And I was mad at him. I was like, fine, I'm not going to do it, but I'm angry because I loved it. And also I had that competitive streak going where Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm not going to lose this. And then when he told me to stop, I was like, okay, you're right. I am getting carried away. I'm not kidding. Less than five minutes later, I found the exact same sweatshirt in the same measurements on eBay for $52. (gasps) So that was a that was a real success story. It was know? a real success story. And boy, let me tell you, I was like, oh, this is a victory. This like I will never, no matter what, I will never get rid of that sweatshirt because it'll remind me of that moment when I got way caught up and I almost spent $150 when I could have got the same sweatshirt for $52. <laughs> for a had third I just been of the price. <laughs> had I just been willing to work a tiny little bit. Speaking for Jews everywhere, we applaud you. So well done on that. <laughs> Thank you. That's what my husband said as well. Thank you. <laughs> so you're obviously not buying them for the like display value of like putting them in a showcase. You're wearing them, you're enjoying them. Does it, is it going to bug you when like a stain or a rip happen? Or is that just part of the life cycle? It's just part of the life cycle. I'm the same way with tennis shoes. I love sneakers. I love, I, but I, I wear them all. I wear them all. People who are big into sneakers get upset with me because I'll like squat down in them. And then they're like, you're creasing your shoes. And I'm like, I, Yes, I'm sorry. I'm putting creases in my shoes because I'm living in them. I'm running in them. I I want to. I'm like, yeah. I'm actively participating in them. I don't. I don't like to like hoard things for just for the sake of having them. My life. My my house isn't a museum. It's to be lived in. And I feel the same way about my clothes and my shoes. I feel the same way because I never understand when people spend like, you know, whether it's a little money or a lot of money, if you love something, use it. That's a sign of love. Interaction, use, like, you know, I always do the same thing. Carry my nice purses, wear my nice Mm -hmm. shoes. And people are like, aren't you worried? I'm like, but that's, that's life, you know? Yes. I am worried. Thank you, Claire. I'm the one who's (laughs) always telling Claire. Don't crease your sneakers. Girl, watch out. This is good stuff. (laughs) Okay. It's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself 
yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Danielle, I have a lot of comic books, and I read them. And I also enjoy collecting them and know how valuable they are. Do you... I know you're saying you like to use them. Are you also aware of their value? And then does that make you happy? Like, I love reading my comics, but also I'm also, I'll read the comic that's worth $50, not worrying about creasing it. Do you enjoy knowing that there's a value to it? Or are you like, great, I really don't care about the value anymore. I just enjoy wearing them. No, I do. That's one of the thing that, one of the things that drew me to this kind of obsession with vintage t-shirts is that unlike with a lot of other clothes, you can wear them, enjoy them. And if I ever wanted to, I could resell them. I could, you know, like they're never going to go out of style because they are vintage and they mean something to a lot of different people. And uh, I haven't yet, but if Jensen and I ever wanted to, we could very easily host our own like online vintage t-shirt sale, you know? And if I ever get to a point where I feel like I have too many of them or I've really gotten enjoyment out of them and I want to buy more, it's a great sustainable practice to sell your clothes before you consume something new. So that's probably what I would do. Have you found yourself on a vintage tea? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask that. <laughs> please, please say yes. And if not, can we just make one and make him one up? Yeah, but then it wouldn't it wouldn't be single stitch, David. I know, it but would it's, be just, double stitch. it's a good story, though. You know, what's very interesting is Boy Meets World it was on in the 90s, but they didn't make a whole lot of merch. But that means that the merch we do have is even more like rare and cool because the only merch we have were things that were the cast and crew gifts. And so, for example, I have this Mm -hmm. super incredible cast and crew gift that is like a bomber jacket, but this black part is like, it's not suede. It's kind of, it's like that rain material, like like waterproof material. And then the sleeves are suede and it's got the awesome, huge Boy Meets World logo on the back. And this is my actual one from when I, like this was mine. It's my mom wrote D-Fischl on the inside of the tag so that I would never lose my jacket and accidentally steal Ryder Strong's or something. But so like pieces like that, because we there wasn't a whole lot of merch made by ABC back in the 90s are probably worth, oh like gosh. if I wanted to sell that jacket, I have no idea what I could get for it, but it's probably worth a lot because there's probably only 200 of them. Oh, right? yeah. If that. Yeah, if that. So are yeah. we starting the bidding with, with Claire and I? So the bid will start at $100. <laughs> All right, Claire, 105? I'm going to have to do an eBay search first. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> Exactly. Let's break it down into two segments here. We've got the Disney collection that you love and then also the the music sort of collection. Yeah. With Disney, what do you look for? Like what is it a certain princess? Is it a certain movie? Is it a certain like style of sleeve? What are you looking for with the Disney vintage sweatshirts and t-shirts? What spar- what sparks your joy? What sparks my joy? Okay, well, first I love Mickey and Minnie stuff. I'm not like an ins- insane fan of Mickey and Minnie, but I love like old style Mickey. And I also, my favorite movie was Little Mermaid. So thus, when I saw the royal blue Little Mermaid sweatshirt, I was like, it's perfect for me because it's probably the only movie I would like lose my mind over. So I look for, and also like the Winnie, you know, I look for graph. I look at specifically the graphic. Like, Mm -hmm. is the graphic something I either find adorable or that speaks to me? Or is a movie that I love. So like in the Little Mermaid case, it was just the movie that I love. The Winnie the Pooh logo that I have on that sweatshirt with the horrible sleeves is a very cute graphic of him with the honey jar and honey on his mouth. And the Mickey one, I loved that front and back, 
uh, you've got his little backside on the back of the t-shirt. There's actually one I'm searching for that I haven't been able to find that I saw on someone and I'm really looking for it. So if anyone has a hot tip on where I can find it, there is an Abby and Elmo t-shirt where Abby and Elmo have their arms around each other. And then from behind, you see Abby's wings and Elmo has a little backpack on that says Elmo. Aww. And my son loves to watch little Abby and Elmo songs on YouTube. And so I'd love to get the Abby and Elmo t-shirt. You really like the the like back and forth thing. You like the thing Listen, where it's on the front and the back, like it's a full it's a full example of it's like a three graphic. yeah like a three sixty experience. Yeah, I don't know why that has me so hooked, but it really has me hooked. Why like, do you think? I, let's let's think about that. Why do you think? Is that something that you grew up like you saw growing up, or is it just? I don't know. I just think it's so cute that like. Especially, I don't know, that you could see someone coming towards you and you see the front of what's on their t-shirt. And then when they turn and walk away, you see the back of the character that they were also wearing on their t-shirt, not just the back of them. I think that is, I just, I don't know. I think I think it's incredibly clever. <laughs> and I it's just a surprise. think it's so cute. It is. It's a little surprise. And you mentioned graphic size. So let's talk about that. And then actually how the graphic is applied. Is it, Mm -hmm. how many of these, I don't know, what is the term iron on versus like silkscreen versus what, but first of all, size of graphic size is important. We all know that. So yeah. So size is important. Like for example, sometimes uh, a t-shirt will have like a little graphic over the pocket Mm -hmm. and a huge graphic on the back and they call that a mullet. Oh, (laughs) learning so much. I am. I don't like mullet t-shirts. I don't want just a little graphic over the pocket and something big on the back. I either want a big graphic just on the front and nothing on the back. Or as we know, I like them, the back. you know, the front the back and back side. to match. Yes. <laughs> the 360 experience. Correct. Have you ever asked yourself why? Like why you really like vintage t-shirts, specifically of the 90s? Is it, mm-hmm. Were the 90s just a really special time for you? Like obviously you you're on an enormous, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like it was on an enormous show. That, by the way, I my celebrity kid lookalike, which I'm, you're not shocked by, is is was Ben Savage all the time. So I'm like, <laughs> kind of trying to like be present here, but also there's a part of me that's like, you're gonna talk to Danielle one day. This is crazy. <laughs> but do you do you think that's what it is? Like, so there's this just this connection to the '90s that is so deep for you that this is one of the ways in which you're still connected to it and, and puts a smile on your face. It definitely is. It's definitely the way. I mean, I, I've jokingly said it a couple times recently that when I found some pictures of myself from like, you know, 1997, and I was like, man, I was so cool in 97. And I had no idea that I was that cool. I was like so self-conscious. I didn't think I was cool at all. And I'm like, I really peaked at 16 or 17. But it's like, it's such a special time for me. I also still love 90s music. It's like, you know, I think we all have a bit of whenever we were teens, we have like that fondness for the music of that time, the clothes of that time. Uh, And certainly it doesn't help that now 20, however many years later, the t-shirts are incredibly soft. They hang beautifully. And it's like, you know, it's like a wink to your, your favorite time. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely. Okay, so we, I was asking about the graphic. How are the graphics applied on t-shirts from the 90s? I seem to remember like a couple different ways, but what do you look for and what are the different variations? And is there another term like mullet or pit to pit we're going to learn here? I mean, <laughs> I, there, I think most of them are silkscreen. There, there's, um, 
they have, there are some that are like embroidered and those go for a lot of money. Like there's some Disney park sweatshirts and tees where there were like, you know, embroidered characters on them. Those go for a lot of money, but most of them are, most of them are silkscreen. I don't, I actually, to be honest, that's an area I could really learn a lot more. I don't know a ton about the printing process of the nineties tees, but now it's something I'm going to look into Claire. So thank you. Yes. I, my pleasure. Is there a shirt right now that you like? I just have shirts that I I keep wearing over and over again that are just only like six years old that are just made of you know shitty quality that are just starting to like tear up a little bit and I have to yeah. be very cognizant of how many more life cycles do these shirts have? Do you have like a couple of these vintage shirts where you're like, I probably got one or two times a year that I can throw that on, or how yeah. do you also or or do you do it and you have a special way you wash it? Well, I just recently passed up a a Slipknot t-shirt. I saw a Slipknot <laughs> t-shirt and I I am I am a Slipknot fan and I saw a Slipknot t-shirt and I loved it, but it had a huge tear right over like the rib cage of of the shirt. And I thought, well, do I it was like 40 or 60 dollars and I thought for the first time, I really, have you ever worn, you know, ripped jeans around a grandparent and they say to you, if times are hard, I can buy you a new pair of jeans. Mm -hmm. And you always roll your eyes like, yes, thank you, grandpa. I know. I, I know that you don't understand the ripped jean thing, but I had that feeling about the shirt. I was like, this is probably really cool, but I can't seem to get myself to spend 40 or $60 on a shirt that I'm going to be nervous to even put in the washing machine. So I try to stay away from something that's too ripped up and too delicate. Also, because if something says hand wash, it better mean wash on the delicate cycle because that's the best it's going to get for me. You're not, not hand washing it. You're not, not bringing out the tub any. and the and the and no. scraping down. No. Yeah, my philosophy: not. if it can't stand the washing machine, it doesn't belong in my house. I you know, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So yeah, I I don't want to have to baby anything too much. Okay, wait. I'm I'm being silly, but what is Slipknot? What, oh, Slipknot what? is a band. <laughs> It's oh, like, I, loved uh, also, I love the I'm being I'm being silly. I don't know. I was thinking because another 90s shirt, okay, was Just those. Now you now see, I was like, this is my, what she must be talking about is those fringes that had the knot. Remember that? Yes, I know exactly sleeves? what you're talking about. Where they put even a little bead sometimes. Yes. What were those called? Do those have a name? I don't know. I think those were like custom. Right. The, or Hawaii. You had to go yeah. to Hawaii to get one. You yeah. Know? Good point. Like, it's, you it had to like be on Maui. a tropical vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Only the rich kids had That's those. That's when you came yeah. back from the Caribbean and spring break and had like that one little, you know, bit of braided hair braid, and, and yeah. you had a tan and you're like, ooh, that girl and went down hair, to Jamaica. Like <laughs> your hair was sun in because, you know, we really didn't have the over-the-counter dyes accessible. So sun in was the, kind of the best we could do yep. in junior high. Yep. Totally. Okay. So now I got it. I got what Slipknot is. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. What are your other subjects of your other teas? Is And how many Disney versus how many band? Right now, I would say I'm probably a little heavier on the music teas than I am on the Disney teas. Probably have about five to six Disney tees slash sweatshirts to my 13 to 14 uh, music tees. I want to start branching out a little bit. I recently bought a Pepsi shirt. So now I'm oh. heading into brands, <laughs> 90 especially. Like, so it's a Love it. Pepsi generation shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm all probably going to start. Yeah, I'm probably going to start branching off into doing some of that, some of that stuff. Care Bears. Who are the, who are the bands? Who are the bands? Oh, Care Bears. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I have a, a Heaven and Sink shirt. Great. I have a an MC Light shirt mm-hmm. that I love. I have. Let's see, who else? She's got enough. She's walking. We're moving. I'm get, I know. I'm going. I'm taking you to my closet with me because now I now I don't remember all of them off the top of my head. My Pepsi Generation shirt I just got. That's not music. Oh, look at this one. This is a. Uh, Still cool after all these years. A Bugs Bunny t-shirt. Oh yeah. Isn't that cool? Bugs that Bunny with the leather awesome. jacket and sunglasses looking yeah. oddly buff. He, exactly. He's very cool. Here's my Pepsi Generation shirt. Love that. It's great. So how much did something like that go for? Like the Pepsi one? This Pepsi one, I think, was 25 or 30. Wasn't it's a ton? Very reasonable. Very, very reasonable. reasonable. Look at this. This is the Holyfield Tyson fight. From Caesar's Palace, November 8th, 1991, that didn't happen because Tyson went to jail. What a good deep dive. What? Whoa. So they made all this merch before the fight actually happened. And thinking, of course, that the fight was going to happen. And then Tyson went to jail. And the fight didn't happen, but they still had all the merch. So Danielle, you need to you, you need to get on the train of finding the merch that never happened. Like all those, all those like basketball you know, conference final championship hats that were made, but that they yeah. never, you know, for like the but Miami they didn't actually win. Yeah. So but they then never they won. Them yeah. But they made them. They were ready to do it because they were up three to three to nothing. And so they just started, you know, printing them off. That's Such another a good idea. Such a good idea. You lose a lot of money the, that way. If I could find the Dallas Cowboy wins they never had, that would be great. <laughs> That would be awesome. So, but the Tyson Holyfield thing, did you know that that didn't exist? Like what What first, when you were scrolling and you saw that, was it just like, oh, I like Mike Tyson, I like Holyfield? Was it just the big names? Like what What? what, brought, what I, made you, this petite little woman, go, I want this Tyson Holyfield match shirt. Like how did, in sync I get, but that, you know. I'll tell you, November 8th is my husband's birthday. So I didn't know that the fight didn't happen, but I stopped because I saw that there was a fight on my husband's birthday. And I thought, 1991, my husband was probably 12. I wonder if he remembers this. So I sent him a screenshot of it and he goes, I know it well. For my birthday, my dad was going to buy the pay-per-view. We were going to have everybody over and we were going to watch the fight. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, I have to buy the sweatshirt. I have to buy it just because there's a personal story in in our family now. So do you get as much pleasure hunting for your son or your husband a vintage piece as you do yourself? No. I just enjoy shopping. No. No. (laughs) I love the honesty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. I have bought Adler a couple things. I just bought Adler a Tigger t-shirt. And he, it's so cute. It's it's a t-shirt that looks like a baseball jersey. 
So it, you know, it, it's like got the little baseball jersey buttons and it's absolutely adorable. But no, nothing is more fun than shopping for yourself. I, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, if you want, if you wanted to get someone in, on the road to uh-huh. this world, you would lead them to where first? If someone's listening and goes, listen, do I hop on eBay? Do I hop on Instagram? What would you say is the nicest uh, entry path into the vintage t-shirt collection world? I would say there is an Instagram, the guy, Chris Fernandez, who created the virtual flea market. His Instagram is 1980-something-co. So 1980-something company, 1980-something co. If you go to his Instagram, he sells t-shirts himself, but also he features other vendors all the time. And so if you just even wanted to see what was out there, see if anything even interests you, if you go to his Instagram page, that'll open up an entire world for you for places to go and look and possibly shop. I'm here right now. (laughs) There you go. I wasted no time with that. (laughs) He does something every Saturday and Sunday, the virtual flea, starting at 7 a.m. from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., where he goes live for all 12 hours with different vendors. And and they just come on and they say, I'm holding this one up and we're going to either we're going to start the bid at $10 or $1 or $100, depending on what the shirt is. And you can either bid right there for those shirts Or while they're waiting to see how much that shirt sells for, they'll hold up other shirts and say, if you're interested in this, DM me. And so if there's something else you see that you're interested in, you just send them a private message and and do a deal that way. So what is the most time you have spent hunting for or watching one of, I mean, I can tell you, like, I feel like I'm going to be on for 12 hours on Saturday, but what is, what is your story? (laughs) Having a 14 month old means I mostly get the amount of time his naps are. (laughs) So I, I'm usually on from nine to 10, 15 in the morning. And then again, from one 30 to two 45 in the afternoon, that's about the extent I can spend on the Instagram live on a weekend. But during during the week, I have I have wasted many an hour looking for t-shirts. <laughs> Too many. Not wasted. <laughs> Not wasted. A beautiful thing. We're okay, absolutely right. fantastic. I listen. My I, looking at that Holyfield shirt and just I and learning that I, I have a pit to pit. Come on, you. My life has been improved just from this and uh, from so, everybody that you walk towards and walk away from. Their lives have been improved. That's exactly right. It's been a thrill, Danielle. Absolutely. It has been. I have one final question just now because I could could actually see myself really getting into this. I'm going to send you a DM on Instagram after this. But what is the most, not you've spent, but what is the most you've seen spent on an item? Oh, this is very easy. Like blew you away. So this story is incredible. There was a guy on Chris Fernandez, his virtual flea, who had an Aladdin t-shirt and it was a dead stock. Do you know what that term means? No. Okay. It means it still has the tags on it. It has never been worn, never been washed. So like a straight out of the factory 1993 t-shirt. So he had an Aladdin t-shirt that I think was from like 96. I could be completely wrong on the year, but it was dead stock, a dead stock Aladdin t-shirt. And the bidding started going up. And it ended up selling for $6,000. Not That is not a joke. $6,000. We watched it happen live on Instagram. So the next day, the guy who had the $5,800 bid, the guy who lost, was on Chris's virtual flea. He was the vendor. He was a vendor selling. And Chris goes, you're the guy who bid $5,800 on that. 
what are you going to do? How will you ever find another one? Like, are you bummed? And he goes, oh, hold on a minute. And he walked off away from his laptop and he came back out and had two of them, the exact same shirt. He was bidding on his third. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh, but, and he, and what, I wonder what, I want to get inside his brain and say, what stopped you at 5,800 versus 6,000? I mean, if you're willing to go that far, like, why didn't you go the extra mile? Listen, these are the questions that keep me up at night. I, <laughs> I am not sure. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm not sure. I am so with you. Okay. So first of all, this has been an amazing tutorial in vintage t- and t-shirts in general, you know, because now that I know the pit to pit, I'm going to be able to size Your myself life has changed. Yeah. much more accurately. <laughs> um, and you are such an amazing guest. I, uh, I'm looking forward to stalking your Instagram, seeing what you buy and also following this guy myself and getting into it. So thank you so much, Danielle, for introducing me into the world of vintage teas. Thank you so much for letting me talk about it. This was something I would normally just try to bore my friends with, but they, I get to talk to you about it now. Oh, Anytime. We're, <laughs> we're celebrating it. And also dead stock. What a terrible sounding name for something that's like, a, I would call it a brand new t-shirt or just like an out of the box t-shirt. Dead stock sounds like you got to get away from that shirt. That shirt's a bad <laughs> shirt. So it's funny that that's like the most prized shirt ever. I think it means there because there are no more of them in stock. Like I think it's a, uh, like it's, uh-huh. there are no more of these will ever be made. Mm-hmm. This is the last of its kind. I don't know. I agree with you. It's a little bit of a, a Debbie Downer name. But Danielle, I, you're one of the last of your kind. Thank you so much for oh, joining us. A true gem, you. vintage in all the best ways. Yes. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you. Everyone's got their David, I'm so into vintage t-shirts now. Like I, that was so awesome. I, I, this is what I love about the show is I'm finding new passions as we have different guests on. It's like an audible Reddit. We're just learning so much from these people. Also, I would like to say I apologize. They did not have sex as teenagers, apparently, on that show. something we Googled. They waited until their honeymoon in season seven to have sex like two adult people who are mature. So apparently, I just had sex on my brain in the 90s. Then You know what? I understand. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I'm here to I'm here to say it's okay, David. But no, you're really we did learn so much. It was like an audible Reddit, the single stitch, the mullet, the pit to pit, Pit the collar to tip or not a tip to tip, but the collar to whatever the bottom of the shirt is called. And the there was one. Oh, the dead stock. That was kind of like interesting until you know until you asked for the explanation then i got it a little bit but it's so, so exciting and scary all at the same time it is it's like <laughs> ah i think i want to look for i think i've decided that i want to look for a mcfry vintage 90s t-shirt Ooh, with the three-quarter length sleeves. I'm going to get really specific because unless I do, I can see myself buying like a bunch of these. So I'm going to go for three-quarter length, like baseball type sleeves with a McFry guy. Oh, it. yeah. I'll get a grimace. We'll partner it up and walk around. People love it. point at us and, and give us thumbs up from the street. I love it. If you are into vintage t-shirts, just like Danielle is, and just like now I am and David is, then uh, feel free to tell us about it on social media. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. I got a riddle for you. What does Mad TV, Green Lantern, Pulp Fiction, Mortal Kombat, Futurama, and a recent episode of Superstore have in common? Yes, the answer is Phil Lamar, our guest for next week. Yes, you know him from all of those things. So many wonderful voices and more. And what he'll be talking about is his love of Batman comic books. So see you next Thursday. 
Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Colin Baker. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Play that's a lot. What's your pit-to-pit breakout? The mullet. And if you do, you're the shit. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it, David. (laughs) Are you tired of dating assholes? Do you want a Prince Charming? If so, we're filming a reality show. Sign up here. 12 American women are flown over to the UK for a Bachelor-style reality dating show. There are so many questions about a show like this because it's so odd. These women have been told that they were going to be dating the world's most eligible bachelor, Prince Harry. What? Y'all playing with me, right? You can binge The Bachelor of Buckingham Palace exclusively on Wondery Plus. Join Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts or the Wondery app.